What's going on, everybody? It's David over the Fantasy Salary Captains Podcast. Good morning. I'm joined with Matt Baker. Just wanted to uh, get on today and uh, say hello to the salary cap community. Um, talk a little bit about some uh, things that we've got going on. Um, the startup auction uh, for Deuces Wild is kind of live and in effect. And uh, Matt and I here are here to talk. How you doing this morning, Matt? I'm doing unbelievable. How about you? Good, man. Me too. I'm not working. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm working later, but I'm not working right now. But um, I don't know. It feels it's a cool time of year. We got a lot going on in the fantasy world. We're not really close to football season yet, but it feels like we are. And there's a lot going on. And it's 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 a fun time of year, I think. Yeah, I agree. I've uh, Work has been a little bit of a blur for me, and I've, I'm just kind of barely catching up with um you know, loading up players and rosters and stuff for this um, uh, startup auction. I feel, I feel a lot of people have drafts and auctions coming up uh, or going on. Maybe you've already had your rookie drafts, rookie auctions. Um, so we definitely want to uh, talk about that, talk about maybe some uh, players that we're seeing jump up a little bit higher and um, go a little bit later than we originally had thought. Um, and then uh, let's also talk about... Uh, you know, kind of how it's shaping up with Deuces Wild and any other news and notes in the NFL. Um, but before we get into it, just wanted to mention our Twitter account. It is at FF Salary Captain on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter is at David underscore Hill 99. Matt, um, where can they find you? Um, on Twitter at Matthew E. Baker, just how it sounds. Cool. Um, How's everything going, man? Man, it's good. It's a kind of a crazy time of year. Um, summer's starting. I'm playing a lot of golf. Not nice. well, but um, trying this startup auction, which I've never done a startup auction before. Oh and, man! Uh, as we were talking about earlier, like one day I, or you know, one morning I'll feel really good about it, and by lunchtime I'm like, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's it's a fun time of year. Like I said earlier, weather's getting nice. It's getting hot. We got another major championship for the PGA this weekend. So I can't everything watch is good golf, for me. Man. No, no. Oh, golf's awesome, man. I just don't have. I like I. I whenever uh, Sundays we don't really stick around. You know, works. I work Saturdays, obviously being in the car industry. But um, Sundays we try to get out and about. And um, actually, this coming Sunday, I'm at, I'm guest spotting on another podcast. Nice. Shout out to the uh, IDP Tipster. I'm going on this morning, so I'm I'm not you know a, a huge IDP guy, but I've been doing it. This is my second season now, and um, um, I've been following his stuff along. Shout out to um, the IDP Tipster. He's got a great website, great resources, and. Um, I've I've been in communication with him all the way since last summer, when um, that uh, that huge mega league started up. I was asking him a million questions, but anyways, I'm going on basically as a noob, <laughs> asking player values, um, you Point. know, consistency for players, IDP scoring differences, and between like tackle heavy big play heavy scoring and different positions, all that kind of stuff. So it'll be fun. It's a live stream for about an hour and a half. So if anybody wants to check that out, um, definitely uh, go go uh, check our Twitter time 
timeline since I retweeted it. Um, but uh, but that's cool because yeah, you're, the startup we're in now. This is a uh, is this your first IDP league as well? Yeah, I was gonna say you're holding out on me. I could have used him about you know a week and a half ago. Well, um, I'm in the league with you. I don't. <laughs> I can't. Right, but I can't ask you because you're in the league. You're gonna be like, <laughs> oh yeah, dude, bid him up, bid him up. No, no, he's terrible. Um, you know, I, I think you wouldn't do me dirty like that. But there's always no. that element of like, you know. It's, it's a it's a league and we're competing but yeah this this idp thing i i have no idea how to value guys um you know my strategy in salary cap kind of all around the board in the different leagues i'm in is um you know not to spend crazy and then i looked up one day in the startup auction it's like all of the you know top tier we'll call them defensive players seem to be gone and i'm like oh mm-hmm. maybe i should have but I didn't know how to value them really right. um, until I watched some of it unfold. And I think it was just like a subconscious thing where I couldn't bid more on like a defensive lineman or a safety than a running back or receiver. But, right. you know, it'll be interesting. It's going to be a learning curve for me. I'm probably going to get smoked this year. But I think I'm, I'm hanging in there, doing a good job, getting some names on there and, and just building depth. Uh, being a best ball league I think helps me a ton uh, being my first year doing it so we'll get that out of the way and then I got to learn the Debbie side too I've never been in a Debbie league so that's going to be interesting and fun and oh so much fun you guys are just setting me up to, <laughs> to uh, you know learn on the fly here I oh, know I think it's a it's a great point to bring up because a lot of people I mean even um some experts that we've got in the league like Trey Barrett. He's not, this is only his second year playing uh, IDP as well. And he, he just kind of started with it with one league and it wasn't like a huge amount of starting players with, with IDP. They're always going to be under Mal. Uh, they're, they're always going to go for a little less than offensive players. Um, but they do, depending on the scoring, they could score just as much as a quarterback or a running back or a wide receiver and um, mainly IDP, it's all based around tackles. So when you're looking at your core performers, it's uh, linebackers and box safeties. And then you have bonuses for most leagues uh, for defensive linemen and um, DBs for big plays that kind of give you that extra boost. I like it being best ball in our format because you know you don't have to guess which corner is going to have the right matchup. Like people. IDP, you can get so into like weak offensive linemen. Like you can figure, okay, I've got um, Everson Griffin for the uh, Minnesota Vikings, and he's playing the Packers, and their tackle is injured this week. So I want to put him in my lineup versus somebody else. You know, you can go into it just like you can on the offensive side and play matchups and that sort of thing. So I I like that it's not. not forcing us to submit lineups. It's a little easier. Yeah. You can just kind of focus on who's who the names are. And um, every week your best players will be popping in and, and scoring you points. That's one thing on a week to week basis. It's hard to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I, this is my first best ball league and, and I think you've known, I've made it clear on our podcast. I was never a, not a fan, but I, I just didn't like the idea of best ball. And then I got into this IDP league, and I'm like, thank God, this is best ball. 
I um, but you're right. It's similar to the offense, and you've got a weak offensive lineman. It's the same as if you've got a receiver that's got a you know a matchup versus a real bad corner or a quarterback that's playing a weak you know young cornerbacks or young safeties. It's the same deal. Yeah. It's just um, I think at least for me personally, I've always just been on that offensive side. Defensive has sure. never been a a fantasy side. But I think it's now that I'm into it. I think it's really cool. I'm excited to learn it and uh, see if I have any clue at my auction bids, if I'm building the defense the way I should. I'm looking at your team right now. You've um... honest grade scale of one to 10. So what, one Quit. thing I've noticed right off it, the just... bat is that you don't have any players that are, you're paying over 10%, which yeah. that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, in a startup, most of the time people go crazy for the big name players and spend a ton of money. I, I spent 135. So 13 and a half percent of our cap. <laughs> With a forty-five man roster on Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, and it's a tight end premium league. He went the uh, second copy went for the same amount. And he was the number well, one scorer in the entire league last year. Right. And the thing, it's tight end premium, and I think everyone in the fan like tight ends, there's three. Yeah. Maybe. And I'm convinced that two of them are gonna have huge drop offs this year. Like huge drop offs. Mm-hmm. Now that Gronk's out, Gronk wasn't really a factor last year, but it's always been like there's only a, a real small core of scoring tight ends. So right. people are going to overpay for them. I mean, I've been seeing it across the board. People overpay for them. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't. I'm like, I would rather pay four or five guys 20 bucks than right. pay that one guy. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, but if you're going to do it on someone, I think Kelsey's the guy to do it. I just, uh, I guess, does it make you feel better that his second copy went for the same price? Does that make you feel um, any better? It it does. I think that it's, um, I, I think that he's just going to be kind of like a stabilizer for my team. I didn't have high-end running backs that I won um, other than Gurley, which I felt like Gurley was a little under undervalued, but his second copy went for 16 bucks less. That's another thing. It was a second, it was a two-copy league, so... Um, that's wild. I mean, yeah, literally, Early, the, I know the Patriots is everybody's freaking out about the knee, but I, I think it helps him if they have somebody like Daryl Henderson to spell him a couple of too. times. I, he doesn't need a huge workload to be a top right. fantasy performer. It's the, the Tuka Rask effect. And I don't know if we have any hockey fans listening, but the Bruins are, you know, one game away from the Stanley Cup finals and they're, they're Achilles heel the past few years. I mean, Tuka Rask will get to the playoffs. And he's exhausted. They've never had like a solid backup that can play during the season to keep him fresh. And this year, they it was as close to 50-50 starts as they could get. And now Tukarask is playing the best he has ever played in the playoffs. And everyone's talking about a big part of that is because he's rested and he's fresh. And I think with Gurley and with how McVay runs his offense, I think Henderson being there is going to help him. And if they can keep his legs fresh, obviously he's got some issues going on. Gurley's being so undervalued. So I, I saw a a um, startup draft last night. He was drafted 10th. And it's wow. like, if you can get him there, or if you have him and can, or if you can buy him cheap right now, I think that's a, a go. Yeah, and we're talking salary caps. It's not like I've got right. to be married to this guy for right. the rest of his career. I, I understand in Dynasty, you want the players on the upswing, not necessarily on the downside of their training. You want to sell while they still have the value. Right. But in, in salary cap, 
I mean, people like kind of confuse the two and treat it kind of like dynasty sometimes and and think like, oh, I'm going to pay the extra five, ten bucks for this player because he's on his his way up. I want that production right away. So that's really like if I'm going to spend a lot of money on a player. Excuse me, my cat's all over me. um, (laughs) I'm going to spend a lot of money on a player. um, I want it for some I want to spend it on somebody that's going to be producing right right away. so yeah, I like the value there. You, um, yeah, like you said, if you're going to spend ten percent or more of your cap on a player, it has to be a a slam dunk or as much of a slam dunk as you can get. Right. And I think Kelsey is. We'll get to him later. I just I I don't know those tight ends this year. Him and Kittle, I think, are going to have big drop offs. You think so? I I really do. Kelsey, you think Kelsey's going to have a drop off? Yes. Even with um, takeaway uh, Tyree Kill out of the way, yeah, I think that hurts him. So Tyree Kill and Kareem Hunt out of the way, Mahomes. Let's just—I mean, he's going to have a market correction this year. There's no way he can back up. I'm not saying he's going to have a terrible year, but you know, 50 touchdowns and you know the the way they scored last year, it's just not going to happen again. And then you take away Kareem Hunt, you take away Tyree Kill, defenses can kind of hone in more on Kelsey. Not that they didn't before, but you kind of had to pick your poison of who you were going to double cover, who you weren't going to let go off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think with that, and Mahomes is just going to, there's going to be a little bit of a market correction, how much, who knows. But I just, Kelsey to me feels, I mean, out of the tight ends, he's clearly the best, I think. And the same with Kittle. If you look last year, Kittle, all the injuries the 49ers had, who else was a third-string quarterback going to throw to? Tight ends right. are on the easier routes. They get open faster. It's, you know, their routes don't take as long to develop as the receivers, so backup quarterbacks are going to you know, go heavy on them. Um, you know, With Garoppolo back, and they're going to have some weapons back. They drafted, what, three receivers here. Mm-hmm. They already had a few young receivers. Their running backs are healthy. I think it's going to be hard for Kittle to come anywhere close to what he did last year. So it's kind of like um, the argument for why Kelsey is going to drop off and the argument for why Kittle is going to drop off are kind of like, you know, Kittle was the only show in town and now Kelsey's right. the only show in town. Correct. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that I, it's, it's interesting because they still, Kansas City finds a way to make, uh, their offense move. I mean, any Andy Reid offense is going to be right. in the red zone. They're going to be scoring points, and they still don't have a defense that can stop um, other teams. Anything. So I, I mean, definitely see them in a shootout. Yeah, a lot. Um, and I think if if you're going to pick one of the two, that when I say drop off, I mean Kelsey is still going to be probably the top scoring tight end in all of fantasy, or at least you think 100 league. catches and 1300 yards again. Yeah, I don't think that's out of the question. But, I mean, if he has 90 catches, I mean, that's technically a drop-off, but that's still... Right. If that's you're in a tight end awesome. premium league and he catches 90 balls, you're doing great. Um, I guess what I, I think Kittles would be, I think, a lot more extreme. But Kelsey, like yeah. I said, if you're going to pay one, I mean, Kelsey's, like I said, he's just, you know what you're getting with him and you really don't have to worry about him. Can he put up the same numbers last year? Sure. I guess I'm just... We'll see. Know. Because they have, I mean, Hardman. I'm not a big fan of Hardman. I don't know what Me your either. thoughts are on, he, he's, yeah. on him. I mean, I mean, Georgia receivers way. just in general don't. Yeah. 
if Tyree Kill, if none of the junk was going on with Tyree Kill, no one would even be talking about Harvin. Like, the the only reason he's getting played up is because of the Tyree Kill situation. I honestly think the the Tyree Kill replacement might be Darwin Thompson. Could be. I mean, it's... He's a freak, man. He is. I mean, straight up, like... And plus, he catches the ball really well. So, I mean, I, I could definitely see him being that kind of gadget player. And the Tyree Kill, and, and listen, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of the Tyree Kill stuff, but there still hasn't been any news on that. And, like, usually stuff like that, like, it, it happens quick, and teams are pulling the trigger on cutting guys and getting rid of them. Yeah, they dropped uh, Kareem Hunt, like, oh, like, the next day. Yeah, like, uh, they dropped him so fast, and all these teams do. So the, 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 the reason that they're, or the fact that they're not, they didn't do that with Tyree Kill, you know, tells me that, and again, I'm not defending him. I'm not saying none of that's true. It's who knows. But the fact that the way the NFL goes now, these guys, there's even a sniff of domestic violence or anything like that. They're cutting these guys immediately. Right. And they're, they haven't, and they're sticking behind them. So I don't know who knows, but so it, you know, what happens if nothing comes of this and Tyree kills on the chiefs week one right? with no suspension or what if he, you know, gets a two-game suspension? Like, you know, a lot of that can change. And I think people are, you know, automatically writing him off that he's not going to be in the league this year or be suspended for a good part of it. But right. we kind of got to wait and see on that. Yeah, in this league, Tyree Kill went for 41, so 4% of the cap. Honestly, I'm I'm just avoiding, in general, I'm avoiding right. all players I mean, that I'm have not, red flags. Yeah. I'm, I've I've toyed with it the last couple of years. It's burned me. I've like, I've like, oh hey, the value on Le'Veon Bell last year is so good. I mean, <laughs> shoot, I might as well um, pick him up. And you never know, like he comes back, it's a league winner. And I've I've that's the one thing that I've kind of found myself um, messing up the last couple of years in fantasy was getting the guys that um, I felt like were were dropping too far and being that one sucker that's going to take them, mm-hmm. you know, like, and holding on to players um, like that and redraft too. Like I had David Johnson a couple of years ago that I just held. I warned you about that. I warned you. I, I wanted to trade for him like week two that year. I know. And I was like, no, man, he's coming back. I, yeah. I didn't even drop him until like, I think week 14. Yeah. <laughs> and I offered you a good package for him like week two. And I was after he broke his wrist. Because I yeah. thought he was going to come back, yeah, um, cool. but I agree with you. It's kind of like, and I think Clark mentioned it a few podcasts ago or way back when. You got to treat your fantasy team kind of like a like a real NFL owner GM. Like right. these guys with a sniff of anything, just avoid them. At least that's kind of how I've um, treated it. Like you have, like just don't even. It's not worth the trouble. Uh, yeah. Now, if I had known that before our restricted free agent assignments in our old wooden ships league because i i got tyreek and i retained him and got him on a better contract than he was on before all this came out so now i'm right something i went after i'm kind of just stuck in limbo with him right but yeah to target him and go after him you know i i'd be hard pressed to do that until we have the full full story if you have him it, it might not be a bad idea just to hang tight and and see what happens yeah, because you're you're not going to get anything for him at this point, so yeah, you know, stick it out and see what happens. But we'll see. There's there's a lot of unknowns with him for sure. Let's um. 
so let's jump into um we talked about uh, Deuces Wild for a little bit. Let's talk about I just want to make mention, this is the first time I've done a multi-copy salary cap league. I don't know if anybody listening out there um, has thought, like, hey, let's let's try this out. Um, <laughs> sounds fun. It's, um, it Man, is it's... a lot of fun. I will say it's a lot of fun. and But it is a lot of work for the commissioner, especially. Uh, salary cap leagues are normally a lot of work, but... I'm, I'm out, going the John Bosch route and putting everything on a spreadsheet, and I have to manually change things in MFL. I thought that they were going to be tracking the individual player salaries for me, but they are not. So I have to make salary adjustments to each team. Yeah, shout out uh, to you, man. I don't like. I can barely handle my roster and like keep a. You know, I'm an Excel guy with my roster. Like I can barely keep up with my own. Right. And what do twenty? 24 teams 22 teams 22 teams man shout out to you because i've got 460 players to manually load today good lord google spreadsheets and um yeah so so you you should start out there just be warned you can listen to dave starting a solo podcast so you want to be a commissioner (laughs) (laughs) and he's going to run through the excel spreadsheet on how to run a 22 team league with multiple copies well i mean there's people that have that do even more than i do i mean dave sack the commissioner at 83 and 82 and 81 and 84 now maybe i don't know um it's ridiculous i think i think you've got to at some point you've got to enlist some help i think yeah from the owners alcohol Oh yeah, yeah. That um, <laughs> and yeah, that's that too. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, it's um, it's really interesting the difference in player values. Like there was just one point where everybody was like, "I'm gonna stop spending money," and players are going were going for like thirty, forty dollars. Now they just ended up going for like a buck a piece. Dude, it's crazy. There's been some. Like you said, Kelsey went the same twice. There's been some players like their first copy. Yeah. You know, it was whatever, 40. And they're going for like single digits now. It's yeah. wild how yeah, the changing, like the change in the money spending just changed like so drastically. Think? It's just a certain point where you're like, oh shit, I have a lot of spots to fill. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, people were spending it at like an insane pace. And you know, it's funny. It, it really depends on the size of your roster. Because we've got a pretty deep, forty-five players is a pretty deep roster. Um, I I think at least. And you know, if you're playing in a salary cap league that has a twenty-man roster or a twenty-two-man roster, that's going to be totally different. You're going to end up paying more for guys just because there's going to be more money available per player. Um, yeah, so it's kind of interesting. We um um. We haven't uh, we haven't had a had a, a podcast with um with uh you and me or um, you and a couple of the other guys. I want to shout out to Clark. He just had a had a baby mm-hmm. um, last congratulations, night. Congratulations, Clark! So congratulations to Clark. Um, Number two for him, right? I think it is. Yeah, he says he's a total zombie right now. Uh, Mabel James Saucier. How do you say his last name? Saucier. Saucier? Saucier? I think it's Saucier, but I don't know. I've never asked him. But we have someone I work with. with they spell their name the same. Yeah. And it's Saucier. 
So that's Last how year? I've always, okay, you know, approached it. Sorry, yeah. Clark, we're totally, we're totally butchering that, but, his name. <laughs> but congratulations. Um, yes, congrats and, and best to to him and the family. That's a wild time. That is a, uh, you know, I'm a father, and it's it's. I have one daughter. Yeah, it is a whirlwind, man. And I know exactly what he's talking about. You know, being a zombie because that is, it's the best thing in the world. But it, it's crazy. Well, it's a crazy time. So, yep. Shout out to him and. He said the family's doing well, which is awesome, and that's good. He's gonna have a lot of fun. He's gonna have two kids to chase around now. That sounds yep. that sounds exciting. <laughs> no sleep. Well, cool. Um, so I know a lot of people are having their startup uh, drafts right now. A lot of people are doing their rookie auctions and drafts. Um, why don't we uh, Why don't we take a minute and just kind of run through um, some rookies that are kind of on the uptrend and maybe talk through our thoughts. On them, I'm going to pull up uh, OWS rookie draft right now, just to kind of use that as a reference point. Um, so we're still seeing uh, in super flex leagues, we're still seeing Kyler Murray go one on one, and um, and then it's all bets are off. I mean, you've got Jacobs, you've got uh, Nikhil Harry, you've got Montgomery, you got some people in, in tight end premium leagues that are taking T.J. Hawkinson in the top three. Um, Haskins went top three in our draft. Yeah, that was a. I mean, it was surprising to me. I just I didn't yeah. ever think that was going to happen. You know, initially, right after the season, I thought that Haskins and Murray were going to be. Um, actually, I thought it was going to be Murray and um, uh, the kid out of Oregon that decided to go back, Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. and then it was going to be like Haskins, Locke, Greer, but. It's totally changed now. So Justin Herbert's back. Um, dude, the next year's class is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, next year's asking me wild. But um, talk talk to me. What are your thoughts on Haskins um, going to Washington? I'm a huge Redskins fan. I don't want to yeah. taint, taint the podcast with my Redskins homerism. But it's what okay. do you I think? Do, I do it with my Patriots homerism all the time. Um, <laughs> I... I like Haskins. I think he's got all the the tools, if you will, to be a, a good NFL quarterback. The Redskins, man, I'm not like trying to dig on you. Like they just mm-hmm. cannot seem to catch a break with a quarterback. Um, so that's kind of makes me not nervous because I, I really I don't care how he works out. I'm sorry, but right. I'd like to see him do well. I'd like to see them find a a franchise QB that's good for everybody. Let's wait and see. I think he has all the tools. If they can build a team around him, get him an offensive line. I'm not too. We've got a good offensive. I was going to ask you. I'm not too defense. privy on my on my Redskins offensive line. So you tell so me. It's um, really where we've been lacking is weapons on offense. It's has our offensive line has been good. We've had a lot of injuries um, the last couple of years, especially on the offensive line, but. We still have um, Bill Callahan, who I think is one of the best offensive line um, coaches in the league. He, despite wanting to leave, he's still under contract, so they didn't let him. Uh, so he's going to continue to work with the line. We we got we picked up another guard from Alabama, who was their team captain, um, Pierce Bacher, I think his name was. Um, so he's going to add some depth, and um, if we can stay healthy, I think that line is going to be really solid. Their defense is pretty good. Um, it's just a matter of playmakers on offense that, I, and I'm honestly I'm not totally convinced that Haskins is going to be 
the guy day one. They they mm-hmm. uh, traded for Case Keenum, and um, that might be a that that probably I think it's probably worth the price that you have to pay to get Case Keenum. But if you're in a salary cap league and he's attainable, um, you might have yourself a <clears throat> a, a starter um, for a little bit longer than uh, you might think. Uh, we'll have to see how the offseason plays out, but <clears throat> but he might be um, he might be able to be had for pretty cheap. You think Keenum's the starter out of camp? Um, I don't I don't know, but I I would I would hope. I mean, if I would hope that they would take it slow with Haskins. Yeah. Um, just because he was only a one year starter uh, at Ohio State, um, he did, doesn't have a ton of experience, so I don't know how you know, how you want to throw him in right away or not. Um, you know, Baker, for all of his success, he was a he was a starter for, I think, three years at uh, Oklahoma. So, you know, that's that's something that, um, you know, it, for me, I would I would prefer, um, you know, somebody that's been a starter for a little longer to uh, come in and start but you never know i mean he might have show some flashes in the preseason in case keenan might have a couple of picks and and there you go you have a have your yeah. QB situation and especially you got to think that they're going to be you'd like to see them be patient but dan snyder you know is he going to be patient um you know these it's weird because the past couple of years has kind of been it always used to be that those franchise quarterbacks got a year or two under their belt. Right. I mean, unless you're Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning, whatever. Right. Um, people forget that Rogers way back. I mean, I know we're going way back here. What do you say for three or four years? Like that was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they rush these guys so much and they I don't want to say ruin them, but they can't. I mean, if you put a guy out too early, like you just spent this pick on him, you want him to be your franchise quarterback, you know, do it the right way and i know it's hard and everyone wants to win and win now and get that quarterback but it would be refreshing to see a team take it slow and groom a guy and bring him along and like make sure it's he's ready before they just throw him in there and throw him to the wolves for lack of a better term Um, so i hope i hope they do that i hope it works out like i said i think it's good for everyone you know with murray too and you know I'm not the biggest believer, but I, I think it's good for the league. It's good for to have franchise quarterbacks. You look at quarterback mm-hmm. play the past couple of years, there have been some absolute jokes yeah. that are starting quarterbacks. So I hope it works out. I hope they do it the right way, and it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I think that um, with Gruden, Gr- John Gruden's been on a little bit of a hot, uh, hot seat. He hasn't gone to the playoffs the last couple of years, and um, he's Gruden. had all the excuses in the Jay What's that? Jay, Jay Sorry, Jay. Jay Gruden. Um, he's had a lot of excuses the last couple of years with losing Alex Smith and mm-hmm. uh, guys goes down in the preseason too. And, um, you know, so he's he, he needs to win. So I feel like that um, Keenum might get the nod uh, yeah. for a little longer. The you know, he. I don't. I don't think unless the ownership group just decides like, okay, we're moving on from Gruden. We just need to see what this kid can do. Um, you know, that, that might happen towards the, the middle or latter half of the year. Um, I mean, they were, they're going to win that division last year. if Smith doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Right. They had a really good shot shot for it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about a couple of the running backs that are starting to go pretty high. Uh, Sanders, 
Jacobs and Montgomery. Um, Montgomery, let's start with him. He lands in Chicago. And uh, you have Cohen there. You've got Mike Davis there. And um, now you've got David Montgomery as well. Is he penciled in for you? Is he penciled in as the uh, is the the workhorse guy there? Or is he part of a committee now? What are, what are your thoughts? Well, I sure hope so, because I drafted him. Um, I think Mike Davis, to me, doesn't... You know, he had a few flashes last year at the Seahawks, but only because of injuries, and mm-hmm. he was kind of forced into it. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Cohen, obviously, is their... Not workhorse, but the number one, if you will. Um, but the way they run that offense... I mean, they tried so hard last year to keep Jordan Howard, like... Um, they try to run that two running back system. They tried really hard. Howard just didn't really have it last year. I think Cohen's going to get the majority, but Montgomery's going to have a chance. He's going to get a lot of touches. I feel mm-hmm. the way that that offense is run, and we'll see. But I think that's a. I think the opportunity for him to get a lot of touches and a lot of opportunities is certainly there. Yeah, he um, he's going to get touches, and even if he takes. Jordan Howard's role. Jordan Howard was a low in RB one, um, you know, for for a couple of seasons there. Oh yeah, thousand yards and eight nine yep. touchdowns and Montgomery. And uh, in those years, Cohen still got a lot of, you know, yeah, a lot of play as well. Got so plenty of run. Yeah, so I like him. Um, compared to Sanders and Jacobs, do you have him right at the? Do you have him in the, in the middle of that? The yeah, top. I think or? you know Jacobs has kind of been the from what I've seen, he's been getting drafted first out of that three running back pair. Uh, I think solely based on Jacobs is the amount of work he's going to get year one. I mean, they, they've got nothing else. So um, Jacobs is going to get the work. You know, he is Gruden's probably going to, you know, just hammer him. I'm not the biggest Josh Jacobs guy. Don't know why. I just, not for me. Uh, But I think, yeah, Jacobs, Montgomery Sanders, from what I've been seeing, Jacobs is, you know, it's been Murray Jacobs in most of the drafts I've seen, one, two. And then with Montgomery and Sanders, I think it's kind of a, you know, a personal preference on those two. Mm. Uh, I was kind of in between on them. I had, they were both on the board when I drafted and I liked them both. You know, I ended up going with Montgomery just because I, you know, it was kind of a coin flip, but I, I kind of felt better about his situation than Sanders. But you could make an argument either way. I know you, we had a conversation about it, and you really like Sanders and with his situation. So mm-hmm. I think they're kind of um, interchangeable, if you will, after Jacobs. But I know you like Sanders, right? He's, he's kind of. I do. Yeah. I like, I I like Sanders going... just because he, I feel like he has a three down skill set. You know, um, you know he, he can run between the tackles. He was a highly ranked recruit um, coming into school. And um, he's a great pass catching back too. Yes, so, and I'm looking at you know Philadelphia has, um, they have Jordan Howard. <laughs> yeah. Um, they uh, they've got um, Joe Josh Adams, and they've got uh, I think Wendell Smallwood is still there too. But I really think that that Sanders is can um, can be on the field at any time, and I feel like he can. Um, maybe emerge in the next year or two as like the only guy there. And that's a really great offense too. Um, it is. You and know, Wentz Philly is coming has a back healthy and yeah, they're kind of, yeah, it's, 
Yeah, Sanders is, I think he's going to, like you said, in a couple of years, he could be the sole option. And you've got a good young quarterback, which is exciting, a good offense in, you know, not the strongest of divisions, you know, Mm -hmm. so the competition wise on that side. So, yeah, it'd be interesting because a few years from now, say two, three years to compare Montgomery and Sanders. You know, not many people are probably going to compare the two of them for their careers, but in the fantasy world, I think you're going to. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the how their situations play out, and what kind of players they become in the next couple of years. Yeah, and you know, you have um, I think Jacobs. Um, I think Jacobs is going to be a three down guy. Going to have to be. What I was going to say about Sanders um, before we moved on was. I, I'm only worried about the touchdown vulturing that might be happening with uh, Howard uh, the first the first yeah. year because Montgomery. I mean, if you're on the goal line, you have David Montgomery or Mike Davis to hand the ball off to. You're you're handing it off to to Montgomery for right. sure. But if you know Doug Peterson with Philly, if he's in a critical situation and you know he's got a veteran like Jordan Howard who's been Mr. Reliable and you have a smaller guy like Sanders yep you might you might think twice about giving it to Sanders so I could I could see Sanders having like eight all-purpose touchdowns a thousand yards between receiving and running mm-hmm. and maybe you know 30 40 catches year of one that seems pretty realistic for me um which would put him in like a kind of mid-low end RB2 I Which think that's still pretty good. That's really good. And I think that would be if you can get that out of Miles Sanders year one, that's that's really good. Yeah. But his upside, well. it could be Kareem Hunt 2.0. Correct. You know, it could be best best running back in the league yep. with that offense and with, you know, with Howard out of the way next year potentially. You know, he he could be the only show in town. So Yeah. It's interesting. You know, in this time last year, I mean not last year, but before the season started. I, I remember thinking about the rookie class for 2019 and I was hyped. <laughs> I was hyped for, I mean, Nikhil Harry and Nikhil Harry is now like slipping to like the third and fourth pick sometimes even later in these drafts. Well, that's even though I he went him. to the Patriots. It's insane. Yeah, I picked him up. Well, in our old wooden ships league, not to go too crazy, but I had the fourth and fifth overall picks and I was shocked yeah. that Nikhil Harry was on the board. And I was shocked that Montgomery and Sanders were on the board, too. I mean, I had a chance to draft Montgomery and Sanders. But seeing Harry fall, I just couldn't pass on him. I think he's, I mean, I remember you and I were talking about him last fall. Like, this kid's an absolute freak. He's going to be the 1-1 and, you know, then the Kyler Murray stuff happened. But And then he lands with the Patriots. You know, I think there's an argument to be made that, and I've seen places where he's going first overall in rookie drafts. Yeah. Uh, so I think no. there's a legit discussion that me that you know that yeah. he should. I and, really and do. Every, everyone's been talking about you know the Patriots. They need a tight end to replace Gronk. They need a tight end to replace Gronk. And listen, I'm not saying Nikhil Harry is going to be the player Gronk was, but you've got this big physical receiver, possession receiver. It's right up Brady's alley. Edelman's yeah. getting older. You lose Gronk, and you bring in a guy like this. Who, I mean, I just don't think he's getting six two two thirty. It's a big boy. He's only he's only about and five pounds lighter than um, Evan Ingram. Which is crazy. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know how I know you have, but like you watching Akil Harry, I think the other day 
I texted my brother one morning. I just went down a YouTube rabbit hole on Nikhil Harry highlights. <laughs> and, like, he just has it. Like, you see these receivers, it's just, like, whatever it is, like, they just find a way to come down with the ball. They find a way to break tackles. And, you know, I think he's got a legit chance week one to be a, a fantasy contributor. Mm-hmm. And I think he could be on that low-end wide receiver one level. Um I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, but I think that I think he spot could. Was... He's got that upside. You know, in a salary cap league, I guess it's a little tricky because it is. you're projecting and you're paying for a, a player. Uh, wide receivers are tough because they normally they don't produce right away. Right. Same with tight ends. Um, but you get the talent, you know, and the upside of getting that player on a value in his second, third, fourth, and fifth year, mm-hmm. um, potentially just because of you know, um, it's, it's also, it's really rare to find a, um, like a true dominant X receiver in the NFL nowadays. And he, he hits that, he fits that mold for me, I think. So yeah, so many teams are going with, you know, look at what slot receivers we got paid the past few years. I mean, look what Adam Humphreys got paid in real life free agency teams are kind of going more, you know, that Cooper cup, Adam Humphreys, Julian Edelman, that those slot receivers, right. Yeah, but you find your receiver. I mean, Harry's got that skill set, like you said, to be a true X receiver. Now we'll see. The Patriots do not have a good track record drafting receivers. Then again, they've never drafted one in the first round with his skill set. So it's going to be really interesting. But you got to believe that if Belichick spending a first round pick on a receiver, that you know this kid's got it and he's going to get a chance to get the ball and. You know, yeah. as Brady gets older here, it's going to be Brady can still sling it and can still get the ball out. If this kid's another weapon for him, like he could be, that could be really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think he, uh, he can, he can, he can have that touchdown upside, especially in that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the tight ends now. Let's, uh, we, let's go into um, what your thoughts are as far as, um, uh, sorry, as far as um, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Irv Smith, um, those top three seem to be the uh, the guys that are going in the first round. And then there's a little bit of a drop off and you have other guys like Sternberger and you have uh, Dawson Knox and Josh Oliver. And um, so talk to me about uh, TJ and uh, and Fant. What are your thoughts on um, their landing spot? What do you think year one? potentially you know they can they can do it, man it's gonna be interesting i mean obviously the two of them are i mean to have two tight ends drafted that early is crazy i mean the talent of these kids is you can't deny it the two of them mm-hmm. are just freaks um i think they both landed in decent spots stafford to have a you know a true target true tight end in, in detroit i think they're gonna have a, a bounce back year stafford especially he had a real down year last year yeah. So Hawkinson, I think, can, you know, be a contributor. I think Noah Fant is going to right away contribute out there, especially if Flacco's a QB. I mean, Flacco loves, loves his tight ends. So if they can develop a chemistry, I think Fant could absolutely go off, you know, year one. It's hard for me to believe that both of them are going to be like, not franchise tight ends, but like, you know, player tight ends, you know, for, for years to come. I think 
one of the two. I don't know which one. I just I, I find it hard to believe that both of them are gonna establish themselves as dominant tight ends. Yeah, I I, I always loved Fant. And this is, this is kind of goes back to where we're um, the fall previous. You know, the this uh, this last season before the season started, Fant was like right up there with Harry. It's like, oh yeah, oh dude, you got to get Noah Fant. I mean, it's his his athletic ability is stuff of freaking legend. Yep. And you know, it's funny too. Pe- people are are pegging Hawkinson as this all around like traditional tight end and Fant is more of a, you know, um, uh, basketball type player, athletic, you know, slimmer, not a great blocker, all this kind of stuff. Fant and Hawkinson are only two pounds difference. And you want to talk about Irv Smith. Irv Smith is actually um, 12 pounds lighter than Fant. And people are viewing right. like you know it's 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 so funny. Fant is six four two fifty. He's basically the size of OJ Howard, and he runs faster than half the damn receivers in the league. Yeah. And he's paired with Joe Flacco, who loves his tight ends. Oh yeah, Flacco feeds his tight ends. I like Fant. I like Fant better than Hawkinson this year. I'm, I'll be I'm honest with you. It might be a hot take, but. I don't know that that's a hot take because I was kind of, I didn't flat out say it when I when you asked me about the two of them, but it's kind of where I was leaning. Like this year, if if gun to my head had to pick one, I'm taking Noah Fant. You know, and would I be shocked if Hawkinson turned out to be the one that had a better year? No, but like you said, if I, I would. Yeah, it, gun to my head, I think fancier guy. And it's it's people are buying into um, both of them. They're paying them. Um, uh, I'm trying to look and see how much they're getting paid in this startup that we're in right now. I tried well, I to got, go after Fant. I got Fant, and um, I think how much I did paid you pay him? Forty-seven dollars, I believe. See, and that just right seems that seem, just seems that's that's seven bucks more than Allen Robinson, his first copy, and then twenty-two dollars more than his second copy for Allen Robinson. That's that's somebody who's a little undervalued. That's yeah, double the I'd, price I'd, of Kyle Rudolph. I paid Fant forty five dollars. That's fifteen dollars more than Chris Herndon. Um, I like Vance McDonald this year, honestly, and I'm looking at him. He went mm-hmm. for a little bit less too. Um, just a rookie tight end in general. I I just can't invest that, but I I get it. I no, I but think... I oh, go ahead. You're paying him sixty two bucks. Thought it was forty-five. No, his current salary. That's another thing. His current salary is forty-five because gotcha. That's what the Second last guy paid paid him. Whatever, forty-five, sixty-two. You say potato, I say potato. <laughs> it's but here's the deal, like no, like that's not that this, bad considering Jared Cook went for eighty-five. I will say. Yeah, I was a part of that getting bit up. I I'm a believer in Cook this year, which is weird. He's not getting a lot of love, but that's a but fan. I think between the two, like I had to you know, go after a young tight end. I never bid on Hawkinson. Fant was my guy that I wanted to, right. You know, maybe reach for a little bit, Yeah. but I think the upside there and to get a young tight end in a salary cap league, if, if he turns out, I mean, that could be a, a bargain. Yeah, no, I agree. I, every, I everyone because was so... I spent so much on Kelsey, I couldn't afford to <laughs> do it after that. That's why I had to, I had to skip and kind of, uh, save my pennies on other player on other positions. 
um, and other players. So that was my kind of my strategy. I think that might be the strategy for most people in startups is that if you're going to go with one of those top guys, you're going to pay the price for him. And then you're just going to backfill your roster with, you know, mid tier players. Um, You know, one like Vance McDonald, like I was just mentioning him, him, Ian Thomas, and um, Chris Herndon, I think, are are those next tight end that next tight end group that's going to be kind of jumping up and um, and producing. Maybe not to that same level, right. but people you could plug and play. I'm a big Ian Thomas guy this year. Yeah, I think Greg Olson isn't he still dealing with his um, his injury from last year that like plantar yeah. fascia? Man, he's been dealing with that injury for five or six years now um i heard that he didn't even get it work like he didn't even get it fixed well do you remember um, at the end of last year they thought he was going to come back towards the end right. of the year they were like and they were out of the playoff hunt and they're like olsen's coming back I'm like what are they doing like why like why bother like get yourself right. right for um i mean you can't deny the guy's a gamer i mean he wants to be out there he wants to compete yeah. but i mean history tells you that you know can you rely on him for a full year i don't think you can no, and he's getting up there in age. And he's... if you if you do, go get yourself Ian Thomas because, you know, regardless if Olsen's healthy or not, I think Thomas is going to get a ton of work this year. Yeah, he he flashed last year. He played yeah, really he well in the spots they wanted uh, him. And Cam Newton likes his tight end a lot. So I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't be too surprised if Ian Thomas just took that role over um, and ran with it. Um, I'm looking at a couple of other the, these other tight ends that are kind of um, more value plays. We, I guess we can talk about Irv Smith real quick. Um, what are your, uh, you know, we're hearing all this stuff about they're trying to trade and get rid of Kyle Rudolph. He's, he's too expensive. And mm-hmm. if that happens, I mean, I, Irv Smith could definitely um, uh, be a guy that's producing at a, at a pretty decent level. And he's coming at a pretty good value. Yeah, definitely a good value on him. And I think if Rudolph leaves, if those rumors are true, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if he doesn't, I think Irv Smith, you know, it's going to be hard to hard to get a lot of a ton of work. In Minnesota, you know, they kind of had a real stinker of a year last year. I think everyone kind of penciled them in for like a Final Four team last year. Yeah. And they just didn't have it. So... I don't expect that offense to struggle as much this year. I think Cousins ba- bounces back yeah, a lot I do too. this year. I think Cousins bounces back. You still got Diggs, Thielen. Dalvin Cook's going to be healthy, hopefully. You know, Irv Smith, I just I don't see it. But if Rudolph gets shipped out of town, that could be a real, a real good play. Um, but I, I think part of me thinks Rudolph's going to stay, and I think that offense is going to really bounce back and – you know, Rudolph, whether it's there or somewhere else, you can probably get him. I've been seeing him going cheap around. Like mm-hmm. he kind of just like fell into no man's land with tight ends. But he can still be a really, really good option at tight end for you. Yeah, so um the gist of this podcast is gonna be we love everybody. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we talk ourselves into everybody. <laughs> yeah, there's always a story to be said. It's re- it really in, in salary cap, it's just about what you have to pay these guys. Well, that's the thing. In salary cap, you kind of have to be, you find the value, you find someone you like, and, and a, you know, what's your perceived value of that player? And if it's what, you know, 
how's that car business term for you, Dave? Perceived value. Perceived um, value. If you, you know, if you Jordan find your Reed guy and you, four dollars, man. Man, I think I got him another, in our old wooden ships player. league. Yeah. People just kind of forgot about him, and, and you know, I saw. I think it was Evan Silva or someone a, a few weeks ago was like all these young tight ends and like the Kittles and Kelsey's of the world. They were like, someone's going to draft Greg Olson, Kyle Rudolph and Jordan Reed and win their fantasy league. And that's not, it's not crazy to think that, you know, Reed, Kyle Rudolph, Greg Olson come back and like are really productive tight ends. Now they've got Jason Witten, man. Come on. Come on, man. They don't have anybody else. Yeah, but. I don't know. I, I'm not. No, don't get me going on Witten. You, you said there's, so? You said we like, like everyone. I like yeah. Jason Witten. I like, I like him. I think that this year he. I think this year he's a he's a tight end one. What? Yeah. I don't think that. Yeah, he's healthy. He's. I mean, he he obviously doesn't know how to do broadcasting. Right, which is I he, think why he, he went play back football. and played football. I mean, it's <laughs> it's better than being fired at a job after one year. It's like, dude, I got to get out of this and find an out. And his out was, hey, Jerry, I'll come back for a year. And Jerry's like, cool. Who knows dude, if he can still play or if he play. wants he's to play. Plug and play 60, 70 catches and 800 yards. I I bet you, dude. Who else are they going to throw to Randall fucking Cobb? Really? Um, Amari Cooper? Yeah, they're going to have Amari Cooper. But, I mean, who are you got? Who do you have outside of Amari Cooper? Um, What's... uh? Who's the guy that ripped his foot into a million pieces in the playoffs? Uh, That's not a good start. That's not a good start. (laughs) But no, he's like, that was a a clean break, if you will. Um, And they said he'll be back. uh, Marquise Lee? Was that who it was? I'm blanking on his name. Marquise Lee? No, Alan Hearns? Alan Hearns. Oh, dude, come on. Get out of here with Alan Hearns. Dude, he, I don't know. I Dallas loves the tight end. They, between... Like Swaim and what's the other kid they got from um Swaim I like Jeff I got Swaim in a few leagues stashed he's away. Not on Dal- well he's not on Dallas anymore, but he was on Dallas last year and then they Didn't had he go to other- Jacksonville Swaim? Yeah. yeah. Then they got um that other kid that came out of um Stanford. I forget his freaking name, but he was Yeah, I'll I'll take him too. over Jason Witten. You would? Sure. You want a water bet? I don't even know who you're talking about, but I'll take him. No, I don't okay. want a water bet because I think you yes. could be right. I think you could no, absolutely we're be have right. To water bet this. This is yeah, we I've can't got too go many show. water bets going on. Huh? I've got too many water bets going on. No, because I agree. I think that Whitney, how many do you have? A lot. For real? They're all Patriot centric, though. It'd be nice to have one that wasn't revolved around <laughs> the Patriots. <laughs> but no, I think Witten could he come back? I just don't. I don't know. I, I'm right. just a hard pass on Witten. I'm gonna tell you right now. I wouldn't throw your chips in this Jason mystery Witten. player is. Okay. Dalton Schultz. There he is. Blake Jarwin. D Schultz, you baby. Think, you think Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz and Rico Gathers are going to outscore Jason Witten? I'll take him no, against the field. I don't think they're going to outscore him, but I don't think that Witten. That's you what say? we just said. What did you say? You said he would gonna... take him over Witten any day. Sure. But I'll take said, the field. I'll give you all three of them. Their combined <laughs> fantasy points at the end of the year, and I'll take Jason Witten. No, because I could see Witten what Come combined. On, they man. they could have forty points combined. Witten could have sixty, and you win. And that's not. Yeah, Witten didn't have a great year. It's just that it doesn't. Yeah, I think he's a he's a he's going to be top twelve. 
this season. He might I don't think that's 12. very hard to do. I was just going to say, with the tight ends we've been talking about, I don't think it's hard to do, but... Let's run, let's run down. So let's, let's start from the top. Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle. Yeah. Right? You got to put Howard. Reed in no order. Howard, Reed. You think, how, you think Reed's top five? No, I just said in no order after the top okay, three. Okay, no order. Outside right, of tight so ends, you got, you got those Reed. top three. Other than that, everyone's just... We're going to talk through this. Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle, Howard. Would you take Witten over Hawkinson or Fant? Hmm. That's pretty no probably not. Okay, so put those two above him. We're at seven now. Fant. I wouldn't take Fant. I wouldn't take him over Fant, but would you take Hawkinson, Rudolph? I think we're getting close to Hawkinson. We got um You take Rudolph think, over Witten? No. You're crazy. No, because I think Irv Smith is gonna be the guy there. What if Rudolph's not in Minnesota? What if he gets traded to the Patriots? You wouldn't take Rudolph over Witten? At the Patriots, yes. But okay. today, I wouldn't. That's just my opinion. Okay. So I'm, I'm putting Hawkinson in here. What about um, Herndon? Herndon, Thomas. Herndon and Ian Thomas. Okay. Um, I like Austin Hooper this year. Oh, please. No? I'm not a Hooper guy. So you're not a Hooper guy. So so far we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ebron. Honestly, I could I what could about Ebron. Hunter Henry. Know. Hunter Henry's back and healthy for the Chargers. I like Henry. I like Henry. I don't like um I do I do like Ebron, but I don't think that he's gonna have anywhere near what he did last year with uh, no, Doyle. But back. he's still what about your boy Vance McDonald? Would you take him over with Oh Whitney? yeah. I love Vance McDonald. Yes. Okay. I would. What about what about Trey Burton? Did you take him over Witten? Nope. No, I wouldn't. Okay. I like Trey. Like I don't Jared like Cook? Trey Burton what about a lot. Jared Cook? Huh? Jared Cook or Witten? You're taking Witten? <sighs> You're on. crazy. We're at like 15 right now. And you said he was top 12. No, we've only done 10. Cook would be 11. But I think Cook actually finishes higher than probably Hawkinson for sure. What about your boy Jack Doyle? No. I don't, I don't, I think between the two of them, they probably, if you can combine them, the two, I think they're top five, but I don't think that, you know, individually, I don't think they're going to be into the top 10, either one of them. You know, Ebron has the touchdown upside, but they have more weapons now. And I don't, I don't, you know, I think that, um, honestly, a sneak, another sneaky pick would be, um, what's that stupid half tight end, half receiver kid that came over from Carolina, Funchess. I honestly think Funchess and Ebron are like going to be doing the Funchess same. Funchess isn't half tight end. Funchess is like. Funchess was a tight end in college. Yeah, but he in converted. the pros. Huh? In the you know, pro- Julian Elman his... was a quarterback in, in college. Is he a half quarterback, half receiver? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so was Jordan Reed. What about um, Njoku? Would you take Njoku over Witten or Witten over him? I think that's. I just broke that's you down like so bad. I just rifled of off like 20 tight ends over Witten. I liked I like Witten more than some of the guys you you named. More I do too more than some, but not over twelve of them. Yeah, I think I think you can see I could see Witten popping into the back half of the, the twelve. I do. Backdoor backdoor cover there. That was a backdoor cover. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a that I was will, a three so, pointer down point, ten though, from I half still, court to I still cover think that, six and a half. Yeah. 
To your point, though, I still think that um, I would that uh, we should do this water bet for Schultz, Jarwin, and Rico. No, Jones I don't want to do that water bet because oh, I think Witten could outscore them no problem. Yeah, see, told you. I'll water bet you that he's not a top twelve tight end the end of the year. Oh, you don't want to do that one because I just rifled off twenty that are better than him. I don't know. Let's put it this way: in conclusion, I'm out on Jason Witten. Okay, out. all right, I'll take that top twelve finish at the end of the year. Okay, done. No ties. With ties. No ties. <laughs> yes. Twelfth. He's going to finish twelfth in scoring. He's going to finish fourteenth in scoring. He's going to finish twelfth in scoring. See, even fourteenth though, for what you're paying for, he's free. Even fourteenth though, he's he's worth it. Uh, this is this. We're getting into the ugly part of the show where we're talking. We about are getting into the ugly part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we spent way too much time on Jason Witten. Yeah. All right. Let's um. Let's talk for a minute about the rest of the tight end group because I think it's actually a pretty deep class. What do you think of um between Oliver, Sternberger, Dax Raymond, um, and uh, Fuck, who's the other one? Whoa. We just got an E next to our podcast this episode. What's that? You just swore. I We're swear on the... every episode. I know, but we, we had kept it clean so far. But now oh, we got that gray E next to us. I don't I don't give a shit. Nobody gives oh, a fuck. There it is. Nah. Swear. <laughs> now we're screwed. <laughs> All right. So tied in wise. Mm-hmm. Thurnberger, Cahale Waring, Josh Oliver, Dawson Knox, Foster Moreau, Sample, Alizé, Matt, Kayla Wilson. Where, who, who do you like out of that group? I mean, I like Sternberger simply because of the landing spot. Um, I mean, Rodgers isn't a huge tight end guy, but I just think, you know, these tight ends... Unless his last name is Rodgers. What? Richard Rodgers. Oh, that's just Dude, way Richard Rodgers was the shit when too early in the morning. For, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. The rest of them are. I think it's a flyer on all of them. I love the Josh of, Oliver and Foster Moreau. Of course you do. Listen to me, dude. I'm Jared listening. Cook I wasn't. Year. I was being serious, of course, because like you, I didn't spend a lot of time diving deep into the tight ends this year because it's worth think, it, man. I'm telling you, these guys, these guys in the landing spots. They're they're money. I like I like Sternberger they too, are. but I don't I don't like him as a um as an inline tight end. And they they've tried that with like Lance Kendricks and shit like that. I don't I don't I like Sternberger as a player, but I don't know if they're gonna use him enough. Yeah, I don't to... think they will. I'm not convinced that they will. And I I think too I have a bad taste on my mouth with tight ends after Jacecki last year. Um, <laughs> I, I read know. an article. Everybody's gotta, hyping him up too. He's, he's gonna is. be I read back. an article the other day that like it's a rookie tight end mistake, man. I'm telling you, rookie tight ends are not like they're not all they're cracked up to be. No, but they're you not. Can't, but... You can't deny the, like the landing spots, and that's one thing that we kind of mistook with Gasecki. It was is the spot. landing spot, but the landing spot didn't get better this year. He's still with the Dolphins, and they got worse. Like, I know they're just thinking that they're gonna up. They're going well. Rosen and Fitzpatrick are an upgrade versus Tannehill. I agree, and I agree, and what's his face? Um, the uh, the guy that keeps on bouncing around the league, the guy that's like seven seven foot four. Fitzpatrick. And, oh, yeah. the other guy that keeps bouncing around the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy that's two years younger than Fitzpatrick. Osweiler. Not as smart. Yeah, there you go. 
Osweiler. He's no rich, beard though. either. Osweiler got what, like 70 mil guaranteed? Yeah, some stupid contract. Joke. No, let's talk about all right. So let's talk about Oliver and Moreau. I like and also Alize Mack. I like the, all three of those guys. Why don't you talk about you seem to I didn't, tell you, I didn't I didn't deep dive into those guys much. Yeah. So you you know a lot more than me on those. I just like the landing spot for Oliver. I mean, he's paired with Nick Foles and Jeff Swaim. I'm not a huge I'm not a Jeff Swaim guy. I mean, he's okay, I guess, but I like I like Josh Oliver's prospects this year at actually mm-hmm. producing something. You're getting him in like the back half of the uh, third round in a rookie draft in a tight end premium league. Him and Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau is a guy that I, I really like. He is, um, he's an all-around player. He's a great blocker because he played on LSU. That's literally all they do. Mm-hmm. But he tested really, really well at the combine, and um, he got drafted in Oakland. And Oakland doesn't have a tight end anymore after Cook's gone. And you saw what Cook did. Nobody expected Cook to do anything last year, right? And then he just comes out of nowhere. Now you have um, Antonio Brown. And Tyrell Williams on that offense. You've got a good running game with Josh Jacobs, potentially. And then who do you have that's going to be the safety blanket? It's going to be Foster Moreau. He's going to be the tight end one there. Is the tight end one in that offense? uh... Yeah, look what Cook did last year. I don't think he's going to, but if he can even do 80% of what Cook did. That's a great year, yeah. That's a phenomenal year. Yep. Yeah. And he's getting drafted like he's almost going undrafted in some leagues. Because no one's ever heard of him. Is he on the block for um, Deuces Wild? I need to go bid on him right now. I don't think so, but I'm waiting. There's Shh. someone that I want to add there so bad that, but we've been maxed out that I'm just who, waiting. I'm who, letting who, everyone who, spend their money. I'm not telling you. Who? I'm not telling Why not? you. Come it's on, man. For the listeners. For the nope. listeners. Who's the it's, mystery player? I'm not telling you, but it's crazy to me that we've been going, what? This has been going on like a week and a half. And. People are under, there's under $1,000 left in cap space. And this person hasn't about? hit. You'll see. Who are you but this person about? hasn't hit the block yet. It's, it's crazy. Are you me. talking about Matt Lacoste, the new tight end no. one? And, um... <laughs> You're wrong. Were you going to say? <laughs> the new tight end one in New England? No. You know who the new tight end one in New England is, right? Harry? No. He's not a tight end, though. They just signed a tight end this week. Who? Ben Watson. Coming oh, back, shit, that's coming right. back home. Brady and him, man. Watson was first round pick for Belichick. They know him. He retired. He's coming out of retirement to come back and play with Brady. Ben Watson or Jason Witten this year? Ben Watson all day. Oh, I let's go. Pick. Water bet that. Nah. Let's go. Water <laughs> bet. No. Come on. God. No, because Ben suck. Watson will end up blowing his Achilles in training camp or something. Because he's. But um. I just put Ben Watson up on the board. Did you really? Yeah. I'm going to have to draft him now. No way. I'll bid you for him all day. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> salary cap family. Mind the cap. Remember, um, email us. Send us some questions on Twitter. And um, I totally, um, I, I have the app still, but I, I'm like totally ignoring my Twitter. Yeah, we're making um, a, um, we were talking about this last night. We're we're gonna we're making a comeback on the Twitter machine. Yeah. Dave's gonna give me the credentials, and I'm gonna hopefully not piss too many people off. But we're gonna I'm keep sorry, it. People. We're, no, we're gonna keep it. We apologize know, in advance. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, get at us, Matt, because we're gonna. Dude, Fletcher Cox is still on the board. 
hasn't even been bid yet on this yeah. fucking there's, dude, there's a, startup. There's a dude. ton of guys that haven't even hit the board, and everyone's out of money except for me. I've I don't have any spots. I've got to demote everybody to my taxi squad now so that I can bid on players. Mm. Tough damn. problem to have. I have I have like twenty bucks left. I can totally wow. win like twenty a bucks. Shit ton of guys. I'd rather have like fifteen dollars going into free agency than and have a full roster of like eight people on taxi and forty five guys on my team than have like a hundred dollars left and you know forty people. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather have two hundred dollars left right now? With everyone else out of money, and there's still a ton no because of guys I don't, on the board. that just means I'm going to have to spend two hundred dollars, like a hundred dollars, on people that are at the back half of the whatever. You don't even have to. I guess it's good because you can, you know, make some trades if people want to get out of a bad contract. You can make a trade and buy. I think like, that's the um, early form from me. That's going to be the more. The, <laughs> The more interesting side, so our, our startup auction is getting pretty deep, but when the contracts start coming out, I think that's going to be the real interesting to see, you know, what people are assigning contract year-wise. Bonus, for, bonus time, bonus time. So you guys can all uh, sign off. Thank you very much for listening. Now that we're in bonus time, what do you... Uh, where, are you officially what do you, in bonus uh, time? We need a sound for bonus time. We need like a... I'll, I'll put something in there. You know what we need for overtime? We should mm. call it overtime. Overtime. Need, not remember time? NHL '94, Sega Genesis? No, I'm not what? a hockey guy. Okay, I'm not a big hockey guy. Well, anyways, we. I need... like the Ice Girls. The Ice Girls are pretty hot. I will say that over at the and, um, and at to the everyone Anaheim Ducks. To oh everyone God. listening, that's why the Carolina Hurricanes are a fake franchise. Anyways, we need the bo- There was a in that game. I wish the... I had a comeback for that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Talking about the NHL, exactly. <laughs> Dave lives like an hour outside of Raleigh and has no idea who the Hurricanes are. I, I know they're a, they're a hockey team. In they the are. State. Their last game of the season is going to be tonight. The Bruins are up 3-0 on them. Bruins are one game away from a Stanley Cup final. Nobody Third straight team in Boston to make championship. No big deal. Um, no big anyways, NBD. the overtime buzzer. We need the sound for like overtime. In NHL 94, when the period ended, there was like a ridiculous, like, there's a horn. If you've ever been to a hockey game, when the period ends, there's like a, yeah. a buzzer. Yeah. But the one in this game was like, it was just awesome. It was so classic. And like, I'll send it to you. And that's going to be our, that's going to be our overtime buzzer. Our overtime thing? Yeah. Okay. I can dig it. Or an so NBA who, who, Jam. Remember our, NBA Jam? We're going to yeah. overtime. That, yeah, I remember that's that. another one. Yeah. All right. Are you who are you going to assign contracts to? Are you going to go long term, like for everybody? I don't think you can for everybody. I I just don't think that's a smart move. I don't. Um, there's some. I'm telling you, dude. I'm I'm going to anybody I win for a dollar, they're getting five years. Yeah, I think those guys. But anybody. I think, it, I mean, it's just tough. Five years in the NFL is like more than the average career in the NFL. So. You know, you've got to do it on a few, like you said, the value guys, but you can't just go. I mean, there's some risk if you assign a couple of years and you might be kicking yourself a few years down the road, but you can't just go give everyone max contracts because it could put you in a real bad spot two years yeah. down the road. I mean, with injuries, with teams changing, coaches changing, five years is a lifetime in the NFL. Oh, yeah. So. I'm still going to do it. For a dollar player, 
He's like, I don't care. For a dollar, dollar? yes. But let's talk about day one or like day like those top guys, like the first people that were off the board in the auction. You know, you've got a like Gurley and Kirk Cousins that I paid a hundred dollars and like eighty three dollars to. Yeah, you're the Dan Snyder of the auction startup. (laughs) I'm just gonna buy my way out of these problems. Um, I still I like I like uh, Cousins this year, and I thought that. I'm like, shit, I saw, you know, Patrick Mahomes go for 175. I'm like, damn, this is a crazy. steal. For... Isn't yeah. that nuts? It's I thought crazy. I was getting a value with Cousins at 83. No. I think it was I mean, like, like got... 30 bucks less than Russell Wilson, too. I got Trubitsky for, what, 72, I think? Which yeah. Which I thought was a steal. I never thought he'd be that cheap. I got Foles for $36. Like, Yeah, I got him for 40 it sucks. Um, Russell Wilson. 41. Russell Wilson, I, I kind of reach for, but I missed the boat on the... I mean, he's just... You know what you're getting with Russell Wilson? Yeah, he's know? Russell Wilson. Um, Mike Evans, I couldn't believe that he was so cheap. I just think Mike Evans gets so undervalued in fantasy football. Right. And he's just always kind of been my guy. Like I've always been a big Mike Williams guy. I mean, Mike who's Evans your guy. guy? Who's your guy that you're gonna you're holding out on? You'll see. <laughs> who's your guy? Seriously, I'm not telling you. Come on, I've, a, already, I've, already, I've already put three players on the board. I can't bid on anybody else right now. You put three players on the board? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go bid them up. Um, I'm not telling you. You'll see. God, you're such a bitch. <laughs> Bella checking you right now. All right, guys, we're um we're we're signing off. I'm actually I'm driving down to Charlotte right now to go um, go to lunch with um uh, Dawson. I told him I would. Oh, nice. Yeah. Has he caught you up? We're not going to go crazy into it. Has he caught you up on the uh, the happenings at the lake? No. Oh well, I'm sure you'll get him today. Oh really? There's happenings. There's been some happenings. All right. Let's uh all right guys we're officially over now <laughs>